Hey guys, if you would like to get to know each one of us better, go check out Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com. Or the app. Get the app. That's better. Okay. Listed in the show notes on the support link. Sides on home. I can get distracted. Cause the fact is, this ain't where I belong. That's right, everybody. Go ahead and gather in the church house. Here we are. It's Pod and Me. Welcome to it. I am your humble correspondent, Devin Birdsong. I'm turning the wrong thing down. I was turning my own mic down. Ooh, don't do that. <laughs> Sorry about that, boys. I'm joined here by uh, in Studio Four by our very own song leader. Whoa, what was that, Brother Brad Cottrell? How you Hello. doing? I'm doing good. Good to have you here today. Good and to be here. here on the Church Cast, we got uh, Deacon Dustin Wakely. How you doing? I'm doing outstanding. Everybody, Brother Wakely, there he is in living color. Mm-hmm. And how do you do you do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you do you do. I don't either. I think right off the bat, we're going to have to go straight to this. And I hate to rush, but I mean, we got stuff to talk about. How's Puppet? Puppet's doing good. Good. Just as cute as a button. <laughs> I cannot tell y'all how cute this dog is turning into. Well, I need to talk to the, to the audience here, the audience here. Okay. A couple weeks ago, after we recorded, I think it was after the first episode came out that we recorded last, so that'd be two weeks ago. Let's see, let me carry the one. What episode was that? I don't remember. Uh, it's the episode where I revealed that I'd got a pet frog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Brother Jackson Wakely. Brother Dustin's <laughs> uh, six years old. Is he six Just years old? Just within like two or three weeks. Almost six-year-old son came up to me after church. Supposedly, his parents didn't put him up to this. <laughs> But he said, hey, Brother Devin, I got a question. I'm like, what's that? He goes, what's your frog's name? What's your pet frog's name? Put me on the spot. Well, I've been warning you that these <laughs> lies that you tell on here was going to come back to haunt you. Well, I'm sorry. And Brother I Dustin. thought, if my son can save your soul, <laughs> then I'm going to let him. No, he did ask me one day when I got home from work, mm-hmm. um, what's Brother Devin's frog's name? And I laughed and said, ask him. You'll see him at church. And so, and he did. That's how that, that happened. He sure did. He asked me what my frog's name was. <laughs> I told him it didn't have a name, but my pet termite next week is going to have a name. Right. Speaking of lies from the pastor. <laughs> oh, All right, everybody. That wraps up the show here. Pardon me. Also, for my child. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's starting to hit home. Oh, Lord. All right. So my daughter was in studio. Quite a few people was in studio four. We had a crowd. This last week. Mm-hmm. Quite a few. We had a crowd. It was. So we pulled into the house Sunday night after church and randomly from the back seat, Dad, Brother Devin's microphone's not plastic. (laughs) 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 What do you say? Uh, What do you say? What do you say? (laughs) Oh, but he's still looking out for our soul. (laughs) (laughs) The old pastor's just a funnin' with (laughs) y'all. Well, let's just go right to this then. (laughs) Okay. You guys been listening to the news? Some. Did you guys all hear about that woman that went to the supermarket and... uh, it's trying to steal some romaine lettuce, some mayo, some anchovies, and some parmesan. Or some people might say parmesan and croutons. I have not heard the story, no, but I'm yet. very intrigued. Sounds delicious. I was there when it happened, boys. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's <laughs> odd that I was right there. As she was running out with all those items, you'll never guess what I hollered. <laughs> Seize her salad. <laughs> Brother Brad started laughing ten minutes before. You had anchovies. I knew exactly what we were talking about here. How's that a good combination? I don't know, but anchovies. It, it works. It, it works, works very well. Great. It does. Mm-hmm. 
What? Go ahead and say that punchline again. <laughs> no, I'm moving on. <laughs> okay. What is the definition of Robin? Is that to take something that isn't yours? Robin? Well, Robin, I'd say, is a bird. I, I think you're both right, boys. <laughs> it's a bird who steals. <laughs> oh, man. How could that have worked out any better? <laughs> You would think that we was on a script. <laughs> you would. Sadly, we're not. Sadly. I'm I'm how at a low this, point right now. How does this happen well, every you, well, time? You knew. Leaving a letter off, he would go with... Yeah. And then you knew I would take, sure. you know, the correct pronunciation. Yeah, that's you know. right. Yeah, and in oh, my man. notes, Robin was capitalized. Thank you. And y'all both played into my hand. It's not a proud moment no, for us, really. Not. We were deceived. <laughs> yes, we was. It's pardon me, everybody, and we're not slowing this show down. Good to have you here today. Do y'all like this radio show voice? It works. It works. Yeah, it does work. I didn't yeah. ask if it worked. I know it's working. <laughs> Lord, I see all three downloads every week. <laughs> yeah. I'm just asking hello, everybody. Because, I mean, it's just every great once in a while now, whereas it used to be every show, I would tell them if they want to send us feedback, yeah, that's right. they can send us feedback to Devin at podme.org. Once again, that's Devin, D-E-V-I-N, at podme.org. I can't remember the last time you did that. Yeah, I can't either. But I've, uh, I've been practicing up on some stuff here. What about, You also haven't mentioned merch in a while. Merch? We have merch? Yep, Let's see. Do. Let me look in the warehouse. We got three bumper stickers. We got two hats. We got several T-shirts of various sizes. Man, after that got Sunday night. 17 boxes of Bing Bong Breath Mints. It looked like Black Friday in yeah, here. Yeah, I didn't Saturday know if we was going to have Sunday any night. merch left. No, it was flying off the shelves. It was standing room only Well, in here. nobody would help me at the cashier's desk either. <laughs> they was just presenting money, and I'm like, yeah, I guess that'll work. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think I signed four or five autographs that yeah, night. It was, yeah, it got kind of crazy. It it's, did. It's busy here in the merch shop. If you want some merch, go to podme.org. You can find t-shirts and hats of two different colors and bumper stickers of one different color and bing bong breath mints. As Dink Burbank, he's faithful to advertise his own item. He is. Yeah. But I've heard they're great. I mean, I've tried them. They are great. Yeah, they are. Awesome. Good quality. Mm. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's the lowest thing on the store, boys. It is. I tell you what, them T-shirts are better. <laughs> good quality. Yeah, we great get, quality. We hear good about the Bing Bong breath mints, but the T-shirts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, guarantee us not to shrink. Two different sleeve lengths. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Depends on how big the person is. Yeah, long arm and short arm. It could be three quarter. It could be three quarter <laughs> length on some. <laughs> I thought you got your long sleeve shirt. <laughs> nope. Three quarter. Got me one of those three fourths ones. Yeah, buddy. They're real tight right down here around. Uh, yeah. Is that, what is this? The forearm. I yeah. almost called it a calf, an arm calf. <laughs> well, it could be considered that on some people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get on a uh, sidetrack here, but speaking of calf, how's the livestock, brother Brad? It's good. Yeah. Really good. Oh, yeah. Goat farming good? Goat farming's going good. You got all three. All three head running strong. All three heads doing really well. Are they? You all having to bottle feed them twins? No, they're on their own now. That Man. only lasted a few days. And Praise God. Lord come through for us. Mm-hmm. Have you got any goat milk yet? No. I think it would only be fitting that the Lord gave Brother Brad twin goats. I mean, yes. he's a twin. Yeah, that is Shout true. Shout out to you, Brother Brett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've added to the farm. Added to the farm. What have we got now? A uh, quail. <laughs> <laughs> Bob White. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to pronounce these quail. We have quail. <laughs> you know, I guess if you have a chicken flock, you might as well have a, a covey of quail. Is It's more than one? Yes. Two is considered a covey now. How many do you have? A dozen. A dozen. I've heard they're really hard to keep alive. Really? Yes. Well, we heard the opposite, so we'll find. I'll let you know next episode. <laughs> We'll just see the countdown is what's, on. What's the plan there at uh, Cottrell Ranches? Well, supposedly, suppose, and my wife has been to a couple of auctions. Well, then, no, it's true. And supposedly, quail and quail eggs are in high demand. Really? I don't know why. It's on a lot of menus. Yeah. Quail. How about quail eggs? Are they on menus? I'm not sure about that. And I've had quail at a restaurant, and it's very good. Is it? Yeah. Huh. Very Seems good. like you'd take a few of them eggs it, to well, really make an omelet. <laughs> yeah, it would be a probably a 12-egg omelet. 
So she thought, if there's a high demand, well, why don't we try it? Give me a couple of quail eggs over easy, please. <laughs> Man. Anyway. I, I'm speechless. I don't know what else to say. I, I am, too. Okay. So, I don't know if we talked about this, but I talked to my mom the other day. Shout uh-huh. out to you, Karen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. She's been eating duck eggs. Wow. What's the benefits there? I don't know. I really don't know. Is she buying these or someone no, giving them No, someone to her? gave her some. No, but, same as chicken egg, I guess? Yeah, pretty much. I think they're bigger. Okay. Well, I, I'm not interested. I don't want to speak too soon, but I'm not really interested in getting in the duck business. No, I'm not either. Hmm. Seems like a tangled web of feet. <laughs> Sorry, that one just kind of came upon me. Yeah. We wished it wouldn't have. Uh, Kind of quacked me up. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Nobody else laughed. But I was quacked up. <laughs> Let's see if I can find this button, boys. Where's it at? Where's it at? Feedback with Big Bad. No, nah, let's go back to Bryce. Brother Brad, can we hear from our listeners? We can. All right, wedding song. Wedding song? Okay. Was it, that yesterday? I think so. <laughs> In anticipation of Valentine's Day. Uh, so that is- was yesterday. <laughs> Typical guy, here's, running late. Yeah, here's the build-up to yesterday. <laughs> I thought I'd share a wedding song story. Okay. It was at a wedding in Alabama, because of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't witness it personally, but I know those who did. It came to the part of the ceremony where most folks light a unity candle. Instead, this bride and groom decided to symbolize their uniting by pulling out a loaf of bread, a tub of peanut butter, and a jar of jelly. <laughs> While the song... Peanut butter jelly time jammed out of the boombox. Jammed. Nice. They proceeded to make a sandwich and eat it. Talk oh, about romantic. Please don't let this catch on. We're going to have Please. the unity sandwich yeah. ceremony. Anyway, keep up the good work. Signed, Extra Crunchy. Oh. Which is, just on a side note, my favorite peanut butter. It's okay. Extra Crunchy. It used to be mine, but my wife started buying that smooth stuff, and then that's, yeah. that's what has been around the house. So, I mean, I don't even remember what it tastes like, but I don't care. I love her. Right. <laughs> what's what's next? Biscuits and gravy? Maybe. And, you know? Yeah. But is there a really a good catchy tune? I mean, they kind of nailed it with peanut <laughs> they, butter jelly. Yeah, so. they, did. <laughs> they did. I'm betting the groomsmen wore camo vests. <laughs> I don't know that. I'm just with orange neckties. With, yeah, I'm just guessing. Oh, they all had muck boots on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could be wrong, but I don't think. Yeah, we, we don't mean to judge. Yeah. All right. I need some advice. Is the subject of this one? Okay. We got some advice. We do. Yeah. I just want to say real quick that I love the podcast and am a big fan. After listening the past months, I have decided y'all would be the perfect people to turn to, to get my advice. Okay. I've always tried to be a Christian and be a good Christian boy. I've always tried to be a Christian and be a good Christian boy. Yeah. Okay. I was reading my Bible the other day. Is is that not one and the same? Tried to be a good Christian boy? It sounds like he's trying to be a Christian and a good Christian boy. I mean, that, that don't go together? <laughs> I'm overthinking it. It's, it's a little bit redundant. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Who are we? Yes. I came across Matthew 24, Matthew 6 and 24. It says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. So my question is, do I be a Christian and serve the Lord, or do I get married and serve my wife? (laughs) I'm going to defer to my co-host here. (laughs) I say get a dog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well as we found out yesterday we're all happily married so right oh absolutely i mean yeah are right, you came to the right place for good advice yeah, so there thank, you go uh, that should clear it up for you there yeah yeah so but what i mean if we just break this down what did this say about her did he think the bible said mammoth <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he thought it meant ma'am it was a long version of ma'am god oh, okay. and ma'am I like the mammoth better. <laughs> I was just trying to be nicer. I like that where that takes my mind. <laughs> it doesn't make me think well of. Yes, the wife. He's, he's not painting her in a great light. No, she sounds very controlling. Mm-hmm. Right, but I mean, when you're that big, you can control things, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm throwing that kind of, of weight mammoth. around. I mean, you're just like, Rawr. and those big old tusks she Hang has. Hang on. <laughs> 
How does a mammoth yeah. go? <laughs> that was just. Uh, That's a different picture of a mammoth <laughs> than what I. <laughs> the sound it makes, according to you, is different than what I had in my mind. Yeah, yeah this one was a woolly one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, the woolly. Okay. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. There's okay. not a lot known about those. Okay. <laughs> no, there's yeah. not. We definitely don't know what they sounded right. like. No. I just took a little shot. In you the got dark. a good guess, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll but hey, on. good luck, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And You're keep being a good Christian boy. A good yes. Christian boy. In spite of mm-hmm. the mammoth. Yes. yes. We meet again, Brother Dustin. We meet again. Okay. Greetings from California. This is the second time I wrote into you guys. The first time was in October of 2021. Wow. When I wrote in last time, I mentioned I was a song leader, like Brother Big Bad Brad. And then Brother Dustin said, probably not a very good one. I remember that. <laughs> I, I vaguely do. <laughs> that don't sound like me. No. And I would like to say at least I am not catering to the needs of a fur baby. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you will think Puppet's dog bed isn't comfy enough for her, and instead she will need to sleep in your bed. <laughs> moving on from Thank now. Thank you. Thank you for moving on. Yeah, moving on from you how... still can't sing very good, but anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> moving on from how soft Dustin has become, I have a fun fact for you all. Did you know there are three kinds of people in this world? People who can count and people who can't. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. That was good. Yeah, that quality. All joking aside, I would like to say my opinion of this podcast hasn't changed since last time. I love what you guys are doing. I appreciate the time and effort put into these episodes and all the joy you bring me. You guys have made a mark in many people's life. I don't think the California young people can get together without mentioning something from your podcast. Again, thank you for the many hours of laughs you bring. No, thank you for listening. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for writing in. Yeah. We appreciate it. And don't wait so long next time. Not a joke. October of 21. Yeah. Ah. And I'm glad we can be a shining example to all those youth in the wilderness of sin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. City set on a hill. (laughs) Right. Of sorts. As it were. As it were. That's all the email. All right. Let's go to Apple. We still got reviews here that's left from time to time. This is from uh, Usselton H. Uh, So funny is the title. Five stars, of course. So I know you see you have two reviews from us today, but I had to write in and tell y'all this. We'll try to keep it short so I won't get in trouble. The other day, after we had been listening to a podcast, my daughter Addie. Is this Hannah? Very well could be. Usselton H. That lines up. She's got a daughter, Addie. I don't think it is. My daughter Addie was upset that Brother Brad was being made fun of. No, this is not my daughter. <laughs> she don't get upset about that. <laughs> Such as his voice or anything else she was like. He is a man. He can't help it. His voice ain't deep. She said, he is a sturdy man. <laughs> I was shocked. I've never heard her say that word sturdy. I said, do you even know what sturdy means? And she said, uh, strong, like Duh, you should know that. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Me and my husband just died laughing at her. Keep it up. We love the podcast. I just want to say, this child is going places. (laughs) She sounds very smart. Cute girl, I'm sure. Great sense of humor. Shout out to you, Addie. I've got a fan. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Poor girl. This uh, this next review comes from C-Bake08. C-Bake. We've heard from this person Mm -hmm. before. Pro tip, and it's five stars. A good pro tip for people who are just now starting to listen to Pod Me. Never listen to Pod Me while trying to sleep, because you will not be able to sleep at all. While the Potterator and his crew are wheezing out laughs about dumb jokes. <laughs> I take a little bit of offense to that. A wheezing. Uh, I'll read one more. This is titled Birthday. Five stars. It's from Indiana Girl 07 We've heard from her, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. To answer y'all's question from a couple of weeks ago, my birthday is in April, and I'll be 16. Also, most people from Indiana don't say y'all. I guess I'm just weird. Keep up the good work. <laughs> All right, let me get my calendar out and put that in there Yeah, please do. It's in a couple of weeks. Okay. And that was left February 4th, so she's probably 16 already. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Whenever well, she did it say is. it was in April, right? Yes, she, she did. She just said that. So she a couple did. of months. Oh, uh, I was just, uh, brushed, <laughs> I just I just brushed over. I saw a couple there in the review and just went totally to that must have been a couple of weeks. You know what? She people, said a couple of episodes ago. 
Y'all mean the world to us. My reading comprehension isn't isn't what it, what it should be. <laughs> I mean, we hang on to every word that y'all write when y'all yes. write these things. We yes. care about what yes, people say. Yes, we care. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Indiana girl. 07. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Podme News. I'm Dink Burbank. News is next. But first, a word from our sponsor. Well, fellas, you did it again. You messed up big time on Valentine's Day. The chocolates were awful and waxy. The flowers are already dead. And the card was uninspired. It's not too late to make it up to her. Go ahead and browse podme.org and get her those bing bong breath mitts. They're better than any chocolate anyway. Or even a... Pardon me hat now in white. Go to potme.org and get your relationship back on track. And now, news. Scientists report a disturbing trend where killer whale moms are still supporting their adult sons by killing their food for them and providing protection. Scientists report that the killer whale sons could do better on their own if they would quit playing video games and get a real job. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile has been sidelined because someone stole the catalytic converter. Apparently, they mustered up the courage and relished the thought. They'll leave the poor Wienermobile playing catch-up all summer long. All right, now we go to our Hero of the Week segment, and we've got something new this week. Actually, one of our Heroes of the Week from a previous episode is live on air with us. He's our Hero of the Week from last week. Matthew Wilson, and he's on the phone. Matthew, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here, Mr. Dink. How are you doing? Doing great. And we want to say again, you're our hero. And we salute you. And this is the first time we get to say it live. We're uh, proud that you've uh, connected with us here. And in fact, we weren't aware of your heroism until uh, we found out from you when you called and told us about your heroic act. So we just have a couple of follow-up questions for you. Where did you find the courage? Finding the courage was something that was born and instilled in me, Mr. Dink. And really, if you couldn't use the term hero, I'm really not a hero. I'm just like everybody else. Everybody else that listens to this story, anybody in my shoes or in my vehicle, I would think that they would have done the same thing. I mean, I, the other people that were there didn't, and I did. But because I am so humble, I would think that I'm really not a hero. Everybody would do what I did. Well, we call you a hero here at Bot Me. I appreciate your humility. It's admirable, the humility that you've shown. And we certainly appreciate that. But you are certainly a hero. I uh, want to follow up that with uh, how many other heroic acts have you done that you've just not told anyone? Oh, oh Mr. D. I just don't know that I could, uh, you know, release that number. It's, it's pretty high. God has blessed me in my life, Mr. Dink, with the the privilege to uh, to be in so many people's worst day and make it a better day. You know That's what I'm saying, Mr. D? Absolutely. I, it's, it's really amazing how many people that I've been able to, you keep saying it, so to be their hero. Right. No, no. I appreciate your humility. Sometimes things are greater than humility, and you are obviously greater than your own humility, Mr. Wilson. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. D. And uh, Mr. Wilson, we just have one more question, and uh, I don't really want to put you on the spot here, but now there have been sure. some accusations by probably some jealous uh, youth pastors from other churches wondering if this was just all a setup for your own glorification. Can you address those rumors? Perhaps uh, uh, they, suggested that, up, perha- they, they it, suggested that perhaps it was your own church van that was sideways across that bridge that night. <laughs> Thankfully, it was not, Mr. Dean. Thankfully, it was not our our church van. It was someone else's. It was their bad day. I'm not trying to take their glory. That was their wreck. That was their problem for, you know, not driving safely on ice. I don't want to take their glory for that. That was not our church van. Thankfully, we were all uh, safe and sound. Okay. Okay. Well, that that's that puts that to bed. So we understand it was not a setup and that you were just the hero for that time, 
uh, just like you've been so many other times in your life, as you told us a few minutes ago. We certainly appreciate your heroism. Thank you for allowing us to get up with you and get this interview. And uh, you're such a hero that you're a hero two weeks in a row now. Wow. I, I'm so privileged. Thank y'all. Thank you so much, Mr. Dean. Thank you to pod me. It really is just a privilege. And I, I don't want this to be about me. I just hope my heart's desire is that this will just minister and help to other people that when they see other people in a crisis, that they can show them Christ in a crisis. Wow. Praise the Lord. Well, we salute you, sir. And for pod me news, I'm Nick Burbank. Over the last recent months, maybe even into years, I've kind of heard this term thrown around that has been, at first I didn't understand it, but then when you look into it, it was kind of disturbing to me. Is a term called deconstruction. It's where a person says they unpack and analyze everything that they've ever known or what they've been taught. I think it's probably a noble thing in the beginning because they supposedly want to find weak spots in the system, whether it be deconstruction of the fabric of our Western world society. And the the most disturbing part is this deconstruction movement has had its effect on the church. It's bothered me to see it happening in society, especially Mm -hmm. here in America, when you know that our country has been founded on Judeo-Christian principles and people want to go back and say, well, let's chip away at the Constitution or uh, let's erase big parts of history, redefine what we don't like out of yesterday. And there's plenty of there's plenty of things not to like or plenty of things not to understand in context of the times. But I think it's a very dangerous thing when people try to do that with their faith. Uh, Basically, what I've heard people say about deconstruction when it comes to faith is I'm going to unpack everything that I've known about God I'm going to take it all out and set it over here away from myself, essentially, you know, unload my mind, and then I'm only going to put back what I need to. Well, first of all, faith can't be explained anyway, and our relationship with God is built on faith uh, alone. It's built on our believing loyalty in God. It's not explainable. It's daily trust in God, in His Word. Coupled with the Spirit of God, we rely on very heavily in Pentecostal circles. We rely on very heavily for the Spirit and the Word to line up in our lives and carry us through the things that we don't understand. All the way through the Bible, if faith was something that could be explained, the father of our faith, who was Abraham, considered the father of faith, and the Bible would have never left where he was was raised. God commanded him to leave. He would have never received the promise that he he got through Isaac. And then, I mean, you trace that thread all the way through Scripture. Everything that we obtain by God is by trusting in him. And it, it bothers me that at the core of deconstructing faith, it's pulling God down to where we, we can explain how he works or how he moves in our life. Yeah. So I want to do a, I want to talk about that a little bit today. First of all, is it, is this something that you guys have noticed? Yes. Oh, absolutely, and that's a it's a pretty new term, deconstruction. But mm-hmm. I do listen to a few other podcasts, and I've heard it quite a bit. And some of the others only in faith circles, or or in mostly in faith circles. But I think we definitely see that in American society for mm-hmm. sure. The first time I heard the term was to do with our uh, governmental system or whatever uh-huh. you know, the Constitution or. Mm-hmm. American ideals. Yeah, we see it very common. People want to tear down monuments, and mm-hmm. that's the very fabric that our our nation was built on. Just because you don't agree with that person, it doesn't change that they existed, and that's what has shaped us into the country that we are today. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that with our faith. It sounds innocent enough when you say, like you were starting off, like this is what we want to do, and for this reason, but it never stays for that reason. Mm-hmm. It gets to where you just, after a while, you just pick and choose only what you want and and what is your interest and what you agree with. But that's not how things are. So I think we've touched on this on a previous episode, but where the whole follow your heart movement gets you 
is you are your own guide. You're yeah. your your own yes. judge. You're the best answer to your own problems. And you've just removed a Savior out of your life. You've just taken Christ out of your life. If you are sufficient to be your own guide. I, I read this article and this, this guy said there are four main reasons that he, he's a man that was in the ministry, has been in the ministry for years, not particularly of our faith. But the reason why I want to talk about this and and I want to say something here. There have been people that have, that have said we are a holiness podcast. I'm not afraid of who we are. We've laid that out very clear. But from the day I started this podcast, I didn't want to be labeled by what I am. I'm not afraid of, of who we are, where I pastor. I pastor a holiness church. I love our fellowship. I'm not looking to go anywhere else. But I want to lay uh, out the foundation today that this is not just something that's going on in in independent Pentecostal movements in the church. This is something that you can find is going on worldwide in mm-hmm. churches. And this fellow put in his in his article four. He broke it down to four main reasons why he feels like people deconstruct their faith. And he says that deconstruction is never the answer to man's problems. And I agree very much with that assessment. The first thing that he listed as one of the reasons why people that he's dealt with deconstruct or unpack their faith and move it to the side is from church hurt. And he labeled that. I know, you know, all these terms get thrown around and it may mean something to you that it doesn't to someone else. But what he talked about was what happens when someone in the church whether it's on a national scale, a worldwide scale, someone that you look up to or listen to in some spiritual capacity, what happens when you find out that they are not what you thought they were? How do you deal with that? What happens when there's somebody that you've got confidence in that falls from grace or somebody that rejects their faith altogether? How do you react to that? And I know for young people, that can be a real problem. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Back to society, do you see the the element of, let's, let's take, for example, uh, we hear this a lot with law enforcement. When one member of law enforcement does something wrong, then we try to tear down the whole institution of law enforcement and every officer is bad. Is it the same type of idea if, if some a spiritual leader does something wrong or you lose confidence in them, it's so easy to then try to tear down the whole institution of ministers? I, I think that's a great example. I wanted those kinds of things to be thought of and talked about today because so many times we we see somebody abandoning their faith because of their deconstructing or whatever and they don't they don't use the same principles what they do. They you just brought up a great example. Well, we would support the blue no matter what. We right. know that there are bad apples everywhere, but when it comes to church, no, there can't be bad apples there. Yeah. There can't be anybody that has poor integrity there. The Bible is full of people that failed, and to me that's what makes it so special is because there's so many examples that we can put ourselves in, and it gives us hope and gives us you know, the confidence that, hey, we can get through this. Yes, and We let God down, but he forgave them. He can forgive me. Absolutely. We forget that it took grace in the beginning, right? and it takes grace all the way through. That being said, we don't make excuses for sin. I don't. I don't believe that a person has to sin every day. No, absolutely no. not. But how do you react when somebody that you've got great confidence in falls? What does that do to your faith? Well, I can speak from experience. When I was a very young person, there was a few people that I had high confidence in that abandoned their faith, and we found out they weren't what they you know portrayed themselves to be, weren't what we thought they were. I think the right reaction, and this fellow in this article laid this out as well, the only right reaction is to realize that it's going to take God to judge all that in the end. Right. And he left the example of how the psalmist, a lot of the psalms, say that God is the one that is going to avenge in the end. So what good does it do if if someone fails and I get frustrated at that and I throw my faith away? What good does that do? It does no good. And, and I actually, not too long ago, I had this thought. It does shake your faith. Yes, it does. It really does. And but the other day, it was not to to that degree, but just upset at a situation. And I I reminded myself, and I just remember saying, "God, that wasn't your fault." That's exactly right. We have a tendency because it was a man of God 
someone in a, a spiritual leadership position, uh, we we automatically try to blame God. But that was man. We and in that, do you think sometimes we put too much faith in the man, sure, and not God? Sure, that's that's the problem a lot of times. And I, I that's something I try to remind myself of right. in these type of situations. Is Lord, I, that wasn't your fault. And we can take that hurt and that pain and lay it at the feet of the Lord and say, Lord, you got to take this. We lift our eyes higher and realize, like Brother Destin said a while ago, we're human. They were human. They're not infallible. They're not the one who saved my soul. They're not the one who gave me grace. And we got to move on with God and let God settle that at the end. I think sometimes, too, just having mercy, you know, putting mercy in in a situation and we are so prone to not have any mercy. Uh, people look at our culture today and and the forefathers of our country, and they have zero mercy for these guys. And you take away the situation that they lived in. Yeah, context. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you totally take away what was mainstream. And it's the same way with, with uh, and I'm not giving anybody a pass. It hurts like crazy when somebody you have confidence in fails. But I heard a song recently, and it said, uh, was 30 pieces worth it when the truth is I may have sold him out for less? Wow. <laughs> and it just, I mean, that phrase just hit wow. me like a, you know, hard. Yeah. Because there's so many times, and I may be getting off track a little bit, there's so many times that what I have failed God over is so petty. Mm-hmm. But yet we look at Judas and we're like, this dirty scoundrel yeah. for yeah. 30 pieces. But yet, you know, what have I done? And people, they have very little mercy and understanding. I may be off track. No. But no. Well, by people, you mean me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's, a, you know, that's a very sobering point. Oh, yeah. it, it. I mean, I instantly went, looked the song up and, and listened to it. And what good is it going to do? It's certainly not going to do you any good. To throw your faith away. No, no not that. at all. Another element. Do you think also when you see someone uh, fall, like a, a preacher or whatever, do you think for a young person that makes them think, well, if they can't make it, I know, or it if they fall, then there's no way I'm going to make it. And so why even try? I had those same thoughts. I, I said those same things. Sure. When people that I loved, I found out they weren't what I thought they were. Right. But then I had good people around me that said, they're not your God. I've had some of those very same thoughts. Yeah, it's hard not to. It is. And typically, I mean, we we refer to the ministry. I mean, yeah. we that's really who yes. seemingly has the biggest effect on people when they, you know, have have moments of indiscretion or, or whatever it may right. be. But, and they are held to a higher standard. Right. A leader is sure. is more liable than yes. You've you've taken the holy thing of God and put yourself in the teaching or preaching place, you are held to a higher standard. Just to add to what I said as well, I think there's a a second element of that. Not only does it cause specifically a young person to feel like, well, there's no way I can make it. I also think that you have to be careful not to let that condone what you do. Well, if if they can do that, then I'm fine to do. Yeah, justification justification. is is a bad trap to fall into. Yeah. The second thing this guy listed as one of the reasons why people deconstruct their faith is bad teaching or poor teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, the Word of God was mishandled. How do you remedy that? If if the Word of God's mishandled, well, I do think there's a problem there because how many times even myself have I thought something about a Scripture and never put it in its context, yeah. never put it where it's supposed to be? But is that an excuse to abandon my faith? Really, that ought to be something that propels me into further reaching for God. When people get frustrated at that, they'll go ask someone else's opinion of the of the of the scripture or whatever of this teaching or whatever. You know, one of the things that we've always tried to stress is we try to live by the word of God as a whole as best as we can. Mm-hmm. Do we got it perfect? You know what? I don't think we do. We're striving our best to to live by the word of God, but if, if something has been put out of context. You know, and I think any movement you belong to, any denomination you belong to, there's going to be somebody that puts something in the wrong context. Right. And it didn't start with us. Look at the Word of God itself. How close after the resurrection do you think that the disciples were to the Lord? They were extremely close. 
And yet when he begins to unfold to them his plan that he's going to send back to the Father and send the promise of the Father back, you know what their questions were? Um, Lord, is it is it time for you to restore the kingdom to Israel? You know, they were their minds were on something totally off of what he was saying. And he's like, look, that's not even for you to know the time or the season. Yeah. So it's easy to get things wrong, even in the moment when you're standing there before the Son of God, the resurrected Son of God. It's crazy to me how anything that you think of, you can find other people that have that same <laughs> yes, thought, sir. you know, that same question, like, you know what, I've been questioning that of the Bible too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if somebody falls, you know, instead of reaching out to other people that have had hurt and pain and and they they're questioning things, go find someone that didn't fall, you know. Exactly. Talk to yeah. that person. It's the same way with our society today. You can have a mass riot in no time, mm-hmm. and it's just from social media, just people putting out, you know, I didn't like this. Well, you know, I didn't like it either. No. Well, then I didn't. And it, you get no good out of that. No, Mob sir. mentality. Yes, that's what it turns into. Find someone, just like you were saying, find someone who's taking the Scripture in context, not cherry-picking verses, to make the Word of God say what you want it to right. say. And this is this is something I think is important. We can't let bad teaching have the last word. That seems to be what people that throw their faith away do. Well, that was wrong, so there goes my faith. Yeah, all right. of it. That's, that has been such a mystery to me. Yeah, so they yeah. let that have the lasting word. Yes. Or they will lump the whole movement into somebody that took the Scripture out of context. Yeah, well, just similar to what Brad said a while ago about the, you know, you can have one bad apple, mm-hmm. and they just want to dismantle the entire organization no just see it for what it is right that somebody failed or that somebody got something wrong and you just move on the third thing this guy said which i think is probably one of the biggest is people's desire to sin (laughs) they throw away their faith because of their own desire to sin and they will cloak it in uh well (laughs) i'm in search of something deeper or whatever And the answer, the only answer to that is true repentance, and that's a turning away from sin. It was said in this article, what the heart wants, the mind justifies. Yes. Yes. My goodness, are we ever seeing that go on? I personally think that's that's probably the main, that is the main cause. Mm -hmm. I think it it helps ease the conscience when fulfilling your own desires, your own lustful desires, is cloaked in a deeper understanding of the Bible, which is or a deeper how you, search, a deeper search yeah. is how we often hear that. And then it ends in, in phrases like this. I just don't understand why God won't answer me. Well, there's a big problem with that statement. You've just pulled God down to a level below you and he's answering to you. God doesn't have to answer my questions. No, no. he didn't call me to salvation to answer my questions or to make me happy or to make me feel good. He called me to salvation because I was I was going to go to hell right. if it wasn't for his salvation plan and he called me to trust every day. Yes. And trust is an everyday choice. It's not him bowing to my wishes. No. It's me bowing to him and saying, "God, I need a savior." But so often people humanize God and that could be a, a whole episode on, sure. on people trying to humanize God and pull him down yes to our low level. You know, I hesitated to talk about this because I hate the word, first of all, deconstruction. Right. It, it bugs me to hear the word. But I didn't want to plant seeds in anybody else's mind either. Sure. I want people to keep their faith. And we know by the word of God that in our day, because men's hearts are going to be dark, because iniquity, which is inward sin, will abound, the love of many will just go cold. The love for God is just going to go cold. The last thing that this guy said, and I know we're running out of time, but I've enjoyed the conversation. The last thing this guy said was he saw a lot of people abandon their faith because they wanted street cred. That's that's pretty amazing. (laughs) I'll be I'll be honest with you. I did not expect. No, I didn't either. Well, I didn't expect (laughs) to read that. (laughs) But this is what he said. It's the cool thing to do. It's the mob mentality. It is absolutely. You know, following after. Oh well, so and so did this. That's pretty cool. Where is that cred coming from? Whose approval are they seeking? My opinion is social media. Okay. Sure. So to that point, Brother Dustin, 
the social media uh, influencers have turned preachers into celebrity status. Yes, that's true. Now it's not just the cool thing to do. You're allowing them to influence your life just like a movie star would. Right. Here again, you're elevating man over God. Right. And it would be some street cred to follow after Mr. Whoever. Right. And I think there's a danger in that for for any of us, any of us in the ministry. That That's not really a trend that we want to set. We don't want to go be the Mr. Popular on by the world standards. No. First of all, I think we've laid it out very clear. And I don't want to get into a whole deal where it sounds like we're criticizing people for reaching outside the norm this particular platform we're on right now is not necessarily the norm (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i commend everybody i think we've laid that out very clear here on the podcast but i think there's a line there you have to keep we're not celebrities as ministers of the gospel it it isn't celebrity status when i hold the word of god in my hand and walk behind that pulpit that's god's word that's not mine Right, And I do realize that people are looking for such hope that they hang on sometimes every word that you say. And I do believe in anointed preaching. I believe that's what, you know, preaching is very necessary. But there are times when Devin ain't preaching, you know. I also think that the street cred could be people that want to get it out there that, hey, we're not we're not taking anything for face value. Mm-hmm. You are going to prove to me. And I think that person is one that can get a following as well. And it becomes a movement, you know, all across the, the United States. I mean, we've seen it. You you talked about us being a holdness movement. We've seen it in our movement. Sure. To where you would get one person that would suddenly be very vocal. And I think that is a form of street career that could be just as of the same sure. nature. Sure. Because then it, that gives someone else the courage to say, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take it either. I want you to prove to me this and this, this. Right. And then somebody in another state, I'm with them. Yeah. And then before long, you've got, like we talked, a mob mentality. It's pretty heavy to think about that your words could actually mean that much to someone else. But when we come before a holy God, we realize it's going to take faith for us to believe in him, number one. For the assurance of salvation, it's going to take faith. For everything that we get, it's all by faith. I think probably, obviously, we were shocked at the last point. But, you know, I I think about that, and I think about some things I've seen on social media, and and it's a lot of the mega church type Mm -hmm. pastors. But, you know, you get a a charismatic type pastor uh, that's dressed trendy, and they've got the lights, they've got the fog machines, they've got the perfect music. Mm-hmm. As they tell the young people, pretty much what it is is just God's affirmation of everything mm-hmm. of who they are. And I think in today's youth, and maybe not even only youth, it's very catchy, right? And it draws people in, and they're they're seeking that. I mean, to be like them. So we've identified in this conversation a big problem. What's the solution to that? Number one, to seek God's approval, not man's approval, which only comes through a personal relationship. Only comes with through him. a personal relationship with Him, right? Yeah. You can't let anybody else. They're not going to go to heaven for you. You're not going to go to heaven for them. And the the wonderful thing about it is God's word isn't hid from any one of us. Well, how many Bibles do I got sitting in this room with me? And people want to neglect that and go to a man to tell them what to do. Go back to the word of God. The word of God is its own best commentary. I'll speak for me. You're, You're our pastor. There's no other spiritual leader that is responsible for my soul like you are. True. So if there's anyone I should be listening to and taking heed advice and listening to anointed preaching, it should be yours. True. But yet we give we give voice to people that don't they don't know who we are. They're doing it for the like. Right. They're doing it for their street cred. Okay, so I can talk to the preachers. How important is it for us to point people not to us, not asking people to to, to come to us right. for every answer. Right. I do believe that we are to rightly divide the word of truth. We're to use the Bible in, in the right way, lay out the doctrines. I, I believe all of that. But when it comes to, to your everyday walk, you can't be surviving off of what I say just on Wednesday and Sunday. Everybody has to have their own individual walk with the Lord. And if I, from the pulpit, am not stressing that you can, then there's there's a uh, possibly a breakdown there. 
I want people to keep their faith. I want my my family. They're my first responsibility. I want them to know you can have a daily walk, a daily relationship with God. And I think we would probably be shocked to know at how many people all their walk with God is, is whatever they get on Wednesday and Sunday. Yeah. Check the box. Uh, we're living in a day that that isn't going to let anybody survive. This is kind of a shout out to to Brother King and listening to some of the stuff he talks in his podcast. You know, and he's obviously very studied and and gives his I, I'm going to say opinion of things. Mm-hmm. But then he encourages people. I've been impressed by that. Go read it for yourself. Yeah, go. It's not just something that you have to take his word for it. Right. Obviously, he gives great insight, and I'll use this word dumbs it <laughs> dumbs it down where people yeah. can understand it very easily, but he encourages people, go read it for yourself. Yes. And I think that's a great thing. And I have, and people people are and can. But I think that's the same way with whoever you're sitting under, what, you know, like you made reference to Brother Devin being our pastor. But when you preach a sermon, you usually lay down a foundation and read quite a bit out of the scripture. Mm-hmm. That way everybody knows and understands the points that you're making. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think so many of these guys, it's, you know, these productions and stuff, they'll just take a phrase out, yes, or they'll just take one scripture. They give you no content or no right. uh, context, I guess I should say, and that, that's the danger. That's when you're not reading it for yourself. You're not following along in the Bible with them, right. and so it's easy to just sit there and listen to a guy and be like, you know, that's what that means. That's what I believe. Yeah, and so the danger of following a man. That isn't following God. I mean, that's that's what happens. Yeah. Absolutely, you got to couple everything, balance it by the Spirit and the truth. It's been a good discussion. It's been pretty heavy. Yes, but I think it's it's uh, a necessary discussion to have. I appreciate you guys being willing to give your input there. Uh, something's stirred me up, and we'll probably talk about more down the road sometime. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening every week. We really do appreciate what. All of you listeners do. Y'all come here every week faithfully, and we notice that, and we thank you. We try not to take it lightly. 